0: What's up, everybody? And welcome in to the Under the Hood podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood with my crazy cousin, Cousin Wiley. And we're here with you every week. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast and to YouTube as well. We can always use more subscribers on YouTube and also on the podcast as well. Cuzo, welcome back. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself, Cuzzo?
0: I'm doing very well. Uh, we're going to find out if Rocky's going to be part of this podcast as well. We're going to find out he was bad last week. So we will find out at the end of the podcast whether he's gonna be part of it because he was not good. He's a third member of the show, but he was suspended for his actions last week. Stay tuned. Okay. Oh, okay. So so it's a teaser if he's gonna be with us. <laughs> Right. So that means if it's a black family, everybody, he's back in the yard deep in the yard <laughs> in the cold. Uh please call help <laughs> right now because Rocky <laughs> Rocky's in the back and he is in trouble. So please so, I'm I'm cool with the
1: alderman so I, I think I may survive.
0: Okay. <laughs> well of course you're a political animal that way, so that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. By the way, you can check out the under the hood merchandise that's available right now. It's in the bio of this podcast. If you watch it on YouTube, the link tree just keeps going by. It just keeps going by. And we have fifteen dollars off of all of our merchandise for Under the Hood. As a matter of fact, um, uh, one of the uh, ladies of the night uh, wore the Under the Hood uh, t-shirt that Wiley met, and uh, probably still smells like baby oil and glitter. Uh, And so uh, the (laughs) Under the Hood, I clean it for the show, huh? Clean it for the show. I'm glad you got her out of there before uh, the show started, by the way. You guys the hell out of there. <laughs> you gotta go. The podcast is I'm leaving now. See <laughs> you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm sure that, that was there, right? Uh also, yes. uh, the uh, the we got the Tumblr. This is not this is not for you. This is for Wiley. I I have to give this to him, but yes, we've got Tumblr's here under the hood. We just want you to represent your favorite podcast, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. We got so much. We got basketball content that you're going to c- catch on the podcast as well because NBA season's here, plenty on the Bulls. So check it out. We've got the tumblers. What else do I have here that's yours that I got to get to you? Oh, yes. Yes. Your water bottle's here too. Nice. So it's got, see, I mean, look at the, the colors. cousin. look at the colors. Look at this. Look at the, look at the, I mean, it's real stuff, man. We want to yeah. be able, oh, can't see that. It's, a, it's got, a, uh, I think it's got a uh, a tag on the back. Yes. It, it's like. And it's, it's durable. Oh, it's, it's durable. Uh, yes. And knock, knock somebody out with this thing. The Under the Hood uh, podcast, is available right now. All of our merchandise. Check it out. And again, $15 off this month of October. So, Cuzzo, you and I got a plenty to talk about. First and foremost, I'm so happy. Uh, my cousin got a chance to see the Chicago Bears live at Soldier Field. In front of a sold-out house, the Bears defeat the Raiders by a score of thirty to twelve. The Bears win their second game. We finally got a Bears victory Monday for the first time uh, since September of last year. So, tell us about it, man. You were there, so you could give us a real
1: idea of what happened with this uh, Bears win because you saw it live. So before I before I get to the the actual game, yeah. Uh, me and my boys, we, we, we go. Uh, we're doing some tailgating with. Uh, some friends of mine. So we're out there tailgating. Mm-hmm. And uh, my youngest, Andrew, he's he's a master at this water bottle toss thing. You know, he can always make it land uh, right side up. He just tosses it in air, it, it lands, you know, right side up. I, I forget what it's called because, you know, I'm old. But no, but I I'm, sure the, I'm sure the audience knows what it is. Yes, it's the yes. water bottle thing.
0: Yes, we know that yeah. you put a little water in the bottle and you can make it flip and stand on its
1: feet. Yes. So he's he's out there with uh we're out there with with uh, with some friends of mine. And he's like Uncle Mike. Uh, how much would you will you give me if I can do toss this bottle in the air and make it land, you know, right side up? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, like. Mike's like, oh, he's, you know, six-year-old, uh I'll give you a dollar if you can do it. Just a dollar? Just a dollar. So you know he's part of our family, right? Because he's he's negotiating. <laughs> just a dollar? He's like, uh, so he look, he looks in his car, he's like, Oh, I got this this uh a drone, like a little baby drone. I got this drone. Yeah. You can toss it in the air, I'll give you this baby drone. So he tosses in the air. He's like, Well, you gotta do it twice. So tosses it in the air, it lands right side up. Yep. Tosses it in the air again, it lands right side up. So now-
0: You might want to well answer that,
1: it, it, it's hurt. Yeah, Yeah. it was. <laughs> it's, yeah. I know it was hurt. You know why? Because it was annoying. <laughs> now, now Mike is curious, like, how the hell did she do that? So Mike tried to do it, he doesn't do it. So Andrew takes it again, tosses it in the air, he and it lands right side up now i've seen him do it hundreds of times so i know he's kind of like a pro at it yeah mike doesn't know so mike was hustled um and me watching it you know i had it it brought a tear to my eye because like this (laughs) six-year-old figured out a way (laughs) to hustle this grown man he increased the stakes from one dollar to a mini drone i was like Congratulations, son! Congratulations! Oh my God! Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. And then you know, I had my last proud father moment was when we were we were in there watching the game. Yeah. So there's like a break in the action, and there is they're shooting t shirts into the into the stands. Mm-hmm. So first, a t shirt comes by, I snag it. You know, I be honest, I think I haven't caught one of those in my entire life. I don't believe. So, but I snagged the shirt. Maybe 30 seconds later, another shirt just happens to be heading our direction again. And my oldest son reaches out and snatches the shirt from the hands of an old man. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a family affair. You, you have one, too. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Wait a <laughs> yeah,
1: minute now. So
0: Hold on a second. Okay. Hey. Usually it works the other way where some old man or old woman takes from a child.
1: So, no. so so pay back cousin, to bitch. Huh? Yeah. I said, pay back to bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. But and so you say my cousin took away from an old man. That's
1: what you just told yeah. me. Yeah, he did. Alex reaches up or reaches down and the guy has a shirt in his head. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. He is definitely part of our family. To be able he to is. get that
1: a, kind of hustle, right? Definitely you, part you, of the you family. Know. Absolutely. So. But to the game, yes. It it went the way. Well, not the not the final score, but I expected them to win. I thought that the defense had been playing well, and with the back backup coming in, I felt like they could limit the points that uh, the Raiders would score. And I thought uh, Tyson Begit would uh would do enough what you, call you him? know be be efficient with the ball, not you know, not force things, not turn it over, sort of be a game manager, and that would be enough for the Bears to win. And they did. Like I didn't expect the running game to, to be to be as great as it was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily expect uh Beijing to play a flawless game and he pretty much played a flawless game so that was somewhat surprising. But yeah it was it was a great 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 game, so I you know, was excited to get a win. You
0: know, because, and again, everyone has their own opinion. That's fine. My opinion of the game is is that Tyson Bajan, a D two player, gets his first opportunity to be a starter in this league. And I don't care if it was the full p- playbook. I don't care if it was that. I don't care if they took the playbook and it was like, okay, all right, Tyson, here we go with the playbook. You're only going to be able to get this much of the playbook no don't get yeah. this much of the playbook here's your playbook right i don't care how much of the playbook he got here's what he did he got the ball out quickly and and that's what i i take solace in is that he took the ball and said i'm going to get it to foreman and get it in his hands and get it out of my hands quickly because i don't want to get sacked i'm not trying to play hero ball i'm not trying to do more than what i know how to do I'm going to get to D.J. Moore quickly. He got targeted nine times. Now, D.J. Moore didn't get in the end zone, but he got to be happy like, okay, these are short passes, but at least I'm getting catches. I'm getting the ball. Same thing with Darnell Mooney. Same thing with uh, Tyler Scott. Mercedes Lewis. He's 100 years old. He got a catch yesterday. Right. So my point is is that for the first time, he, did, he executed the game plan I thought he would. Run the football well. That means nickel and diamond down the field, five and ten-yard passes down the field. That means roll out of the pocket left or right to be able to get the ball down the field, and don't turn it over. He yep. all four of those things check off for a Bears victory for him. It was hello. Oh, still got the flask of yesterday. What the ah? Uh, a little Appalachian
1: moonshine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little
1: Appalachian moonshine. You need that.
0: Yeah, you, you shake a couple it, of trees it, in my family trees. Some bottles
1: fall out. It, it it warms the heart. Yeah. It it was it it was the type of game, and game plan that you felt like a a developing field would want to, you know, sort of grab a hold to. Quick passes, you know, you're not playing hero ball. You're you're putting in quick decisions, putting the ball into the hands of your playmakers, and you're letting them make plays. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping because obviously Phils is going to keep it's going to be Phil's job when he comes back in a week or two yeah so I'm hoping that while he has a timeout he's looking at some of the things that the kid is doing like get rid of the ball you don't have to hold into the ball and if he does that because along with the tools that he naturally possesses, I believe we'll see a kid take another step because I still don't think they're going to like dump him pre the trade deadline or anything like that. I think it's his job to lose. But I, here's the thing, though. I think – I believe that if he comes back in and he struggles, especially if, if Bajan plays well this week, I believe he's going to have a shorter leash than he would normally have. So I believe that if he comes in – let's say he comes back against, uh, against the Saints in a couple weeks mm-hmm. and he stinks it up against the Saints and he comes back the following week and he's not playing well – I don't think he'll get a whole game not to play, not to play well. Not, I don't think he'll get two whole games not to play well in. I think they'll make a move to Beijing if that if that doesn't if he doesn't improve in a lot of areas. So I think Beijing gives him an excuse to to sort of bench fields if he's if he's struggling because before who are you going to bench him for? Nathan Peterman? He's the worst quarter, literally the worst quarterback in NFL history statistically. So yeah. you can't bench him for a guy like that. Obviously, you had a rookie D two quarterback with it's unproven, so you can't bitch him for a rookie D two quarterback to unproven. But if Beijing puts good things on film and feels struggles, I think they'll have an excuse to say, "Hey, you know what? We want to give the kid, you know, a little more time." That type of thing, because I I still believe that they've already decided that they're going to draft the quarterback unless somehow both of those picks fall outside the top ten. And I don't think that's going to happen at all. It won't
0: because so, because Carolina's bad. And yeah. so the Bears will certify that number one pick. And so my whole thing with Bajan is this. Like, I'm I'm not – I'm happy that Bajan and the Bears won Sunday. You're happy yes. that the Bears won yes. Sunday. Okay, so – but, again, it's just one game. See, yes. if people look at one game and say, well, this is what it is. I mean, he's better than Fields. Okay, no. Can you play the Chargers on Sunday and on um, Sunday Night Football, where you're the only game that's going to be on Sunday Night in Los Angeles? I know it's going to be a Bears crowd. It's going to be a complete Bears crowd there because SoFi Stadium. There's no such thing as a Los Angeles Charger fan. Okay, that no. I mean that doesn't. There's San Diego Charger fans that will make their way up from San right. Diego and all and all points in between. They'll be up there, but they're not. There's no Los Angeles Charger fan. So there's going to be a ton of Bears fans there. The Bears will have plenty of support in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, oh. but what I'm saying is it's a different oh. environment. Tyson Paget comes across cool, and I like that because you got to have poise, cuz But the point is, though, is that now that there's tape on him, and if if defenses take the short passing game away, what else? What are you going to do? You can right. run the football, yes, but are do you have it in you to throw the ball longer than longer than 17 yards? Okay. That was the that was the longest of the game, seventeen yards to De- Deontay Foreman. And by the way, when we hear game manager, that's not a neg- that's not a negative connotation. No. People make it seem like oh, you're the shits if you're just you know if you're just a a game manager. No, no, you can win a Super Bowl that way. Just don't turn it over. I don't care how you get it done. I don't care if, it, if that third quarter. Let me tell you something, Cuz. That third quarter is one of the best quarters I've seen from the Bears in a long time, almost in two yeah. years. Because they just matriculate the ball down the field. A a five and dime here, a running game there, just to get the Raiders off, you know, on their heels the whole time. Like, oh, they just keep moving with the chains, keep moving with the chains. I'm fine with that. If that's who he is and you win games like that, I got no problem with that. I don't care if it's aesthetically pleasing. I just like the winning. And I thought we saw that on Sunday.
1: I did as well. And what I liked was was that – even with, with the defense that has struggled for a chunk of the season, the offense ate up a lot of clock. Yeah. And it wasn't eating up clock just for the sake of eating up clock. It was eating up, eating up clock and getting the ball in the end zone or scoring points. So it's like to just point where you want to end each drive with a kick, where either you're punting or you're kicking a field goal or, or an extra point. I like that mindset, but I was, I was grateful we're thankful that they didn't start to go into, like, a really conservative brand of offense once they got up in the fourth quarter. It's like, don't kill, don't kill the clock because if you try to kill the clock, you'll you fuck around and lose the game trying yeah. to kill the clock. So stay somewhat aggressive, push the ball, keep pushing the ball, and they did, and, and they, scored, they scored a lot of points. So I, I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, they didn't get away from the game plan, and I think it worked. What was the atmosphere like at Soldier Field? It was well, it was a packed house. It, it was electric. Like that was I, I think everyone there was excited to see the Bears win. Like every person there I mean obviously we were sitting behind I think Bayon's family because, you know, they they kept talking about that he was he was the one, you know, he is the future um of the team. So oh. yes. Well, I don't know if they were his family, seriously, but like, there were people behind us, at least five or six people, be, directly behind us, who the entire game, actually before the game even started, talked about that he was he was the future of the team and and everything else. And it was like this kid hasn't even started the game yet, and he's already been anointed the savior of the franchise. So that was that was interesting. I don't know. Uh, this patron, he's got a good arm. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Just, <laughs> I don't know, because, uh, I mean, l- listen, not, not necessarily the future of the team, but he's the guy right now because Justin's hurt. All I know is that, here's what my prediction. My prediction is is that um, that Justin will come back earlier than he was supposed to because he'll look at this thing and be like, okay, I'll need to come back in there because I got to prove that I'm still the quarterback and I can still get this done. All I know is that we saw. Here's what's crazy: people will say, "My God, look how Bajin worked that offense," and that is true, because oh, it's the same offense. It's the same yeah. game plan. They didn't like draw up a new game plan for Bajin. Bajin was just smart enough to roll out of the pocket and to give the offensive line time. Remember, I remember a time where we we're talking about how the offensive line was shitty. What what happened to that? Like, like, amazing how the offensive line works when the ball gets out in two seconds.
1: It, it, it is, it, yeah. And we saw that. We saw that with like even a team, like the the Bengals. When you have a quarterback, when your offensive line sucks, the best thing you can do is get rid of the ball. Yeah, you know, or or even the just mediocre. Like, you cannot expect an offensive line to hold their blocks for six plus seconds every single play. Yeah. You have to give it give them the chance. And I think the way the Bears ran the ball, the quick passes, it it works. Like it works. So if that is what worked this game, you know, for the most part, stick to a next game. Like I truthfully, I wanted some more I wanted to see some play action passes. And I don't think we saw enough of those. Uh I want to see them take at least a shot or two down the field. I'm sure you like You, like me, was concerned with the fact that they brought in Nathan Peterman for the Hail Mary Mary pass. That was really odd. I couldn't figure out if they didn't trust Bajan's arm or if it was like a confidence thing. Like, we don't want him to, you know, get a a cheap interception, you know, on his stats, so let's just ask his other kid to go go in here and, and throw this Hail Mary but you put Nathan Peterman in, so you knew bad things were going to happen. Like yeah. he almost fumbled that ball. Like that was <laughs> like the Nathan Peterman thing to do. Yeah. So I would have preferred the kid to throw the ball out of the end zone instead of bringing Nathan Peterman in. And even like the last play of the game, you didn't you didn't even allow the kid to lose two yards by taking a knee. You know, in victory formation. So you brought Nathan Peterman in to take the knee. It's like, what are we doing? Are we, like, stat, pad, stat padding with this kid? Like, we don't want you to have bad stats, so let's bring in Nathan Peterman to get these bad stats. You throw the Hail Mary pass. You take the knee so you can get the minus two yards, and we'll leave you with the positive yards. I'm sure there was somebody, somebody on the team, maybe maybe even flew his head, Beijing as his fantasy quarterback. He yeah. was like, hold on. No, no, we, I, I can't lose these two yards right here. I need these two yards. Uh, Peterman go take the knee go I don't take I don't get that either I don't understand it was there's weird a
0: couple, there's a couple of things I don't understand I did not understand um n- not taking time out in the first half yeah I, I didn't like they don't those are not rollover minutes at Hyde Park beepers okay you don't, right. you don't you don't do that okay you don't need to do that what you need to do is is like in that moment take the timeouts so that way you can be able to set up plays this idea that you're just holding on to the timeouts just didn't make sense to me. I thought that was very odd. Um I was confused by that. But again, I can't be surprised because Zebra Flus is not that good a head coach. Now, as a defensive coordinator, let me tell you something. Scap just gotten better. Brother, yeah. Let me say I, I give the devil his due. I'll give the or I'll give the dunts his due. Uh yeah. his defense is solid, cuz, Like like again, it's not gonna be the swarming defense of Lovey Smith. It's just not. They're not no. getting the quarterback because it's just not they still have the personnel for that, unfortunately. But I do like that you got two takeaways from Jalen Johnson, who's telling the world he wants to get paid. Uh, there was a report earlier today, as we record this on Monday, that there's negotiations with the Bears and Jalen Johnson for him to be re-upped. It's deserved. It you know, is they, 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 for whatever reason. On this morning show, I was on with uh, with Captain Jay on the Captain Jay Hood show. This feeling like, oh, you know, he could be a trade ship. but I'm just like, well, okay, you got to keep some. You of can't trade everybody. Bills. I didn't. Yeah. I just thought that that was just. I think that was a low point in the conversation this morning because I'm just kind of like, you're on a high. And now with the trade deadline, now you want to trade the key players. You have to build with something, right? You got to yes. build like your secondary and your defense is the strength of the team at this point in time. Like Jalen Johnson deserves to be in the next iteration of good Bears football whenever that happens. So the I, idea of pay him is nonsense.
1: I agree. Now, here's, here's the truth though. Like, paying him as like a top 5 corner? No, no shot at that. Right. But re-upping him and giving him a fair market contract, I have no issue with that. Like he is when healthy, he is one of the he's one of the better coverage cornerbacks in the league, mm-hmm. Cover cornerbacks in the league, and he doesn't I, I know the knock on him was was that he didn't get a lot of takeaways, but I'm more concerned with you giving up the huge plays and he's uh, he does a great job at limiting receptions. So, and then now you see him put together, he triples his interception total in one game. You know, like that's huge. Like, you need, you need players like that. You need solid players like that when you're building out a roster. And you can work on uh, the other side with Stevenson. Uh, hopefully, he continues to de- develop. But I, I think you have, once you figure out what you're going to do with Eddie, J- Eddie Jackson's safety position. I think you have a, a quality secondary yeah. to go along with like solid linebackers because right now you're looking at the, the purely looking at the numbers. Comparing Roshan Smith to uh Tremaine, Ed, Tremaine Edmonds and uh in Edwards. Yeah. They're putting up better numbers. Edwards has more tackles. I think he even has uh more, I think he has a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, uh, what's Saint? What's what's the uh what's the Ravens guy? What guy we just traded to the Ravens last linebacker? Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith doesn't have any of those. Roquan yes. Smith doesn't have a forced fumble. Edmonds has two interceptions, and then the, the biggest thing is that Roquan has. They don't. Roquan has a great front four. They don't yeah. have that to work with. They well, I, different... would, I
0: would say this: the the linebacker core is valuable because you're not getting stops up front. No. So almost every game, except this one, it's interesting because Jaquan Brisker had the most tackles unofficially, of but usually Edmonds and Edwards are usually the top two in tackles because teams are getting to the second level all the time on the Bears defense. But it's gotten better though over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it has. It definitely has. Which. Again, that's credit to credit even flows because you can, you can say, well, they haven't played great. They haven't played great offenses, but that didn't make a difference before they were giving up a shitload of points to some really bad teams. And part of that was Alan Williams may have, you know, been part-time working, you know, you need a coordinator who was full-time, you know, and now with Alan Williams, you know, able to focus all of his energy on his hobbies um oh now, come on. <laughs> you don't know.
0: <laughs> All right. You don't know what his hobbies are. Leave him alone. That's
1: I, I still don't have an official word of what his hobbies are. I don't know. what w- whatever they are, I believe he wanted to challenge uh Tyson Bajan's father to a, an arm wrestling uh match. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know
0: what it was, but Iber Plus's defense is better than Alan Williams' defense, that's for sure. Yes. That says, yes. was that safe for you? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, those guys, and I was talking to Lance Riggs about this. Lance came in, and we we're talking about gap discipline, and just talking about just doing your job. And the Bears, yes. defense, job. Like, two takeaways, you got one sack. Yeah, I like for them to get the quarterback more, but it's okay. Like, this defense from a nothing to where they are right now, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. So, you'll so have
1: a job next year as someone's defensive coordinator, and that's good. Like, like I said before, I don't want the man to be unemployed. I just don't want him to work for the Bears. And I think that's it's a fair compromise. Get a job, it's just not with the Bears.
0: Don't worry about it. Cause you'll get your wish. Don't worry. You get your wish. As long as there's still more and more stories that's coming out of the University of Michigan, you'll get your wish.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I want Harbaugh though. Like like I, I know that's the and it it feels like there is a media campaign to bring Harbaugh to Chicago, and that concerns me because part of me feel like feels like that's Harbaugh using using the media to his advantage to build support for him to come to Chicago. We can use that as, possibly use that as leverage to get a bigger bigger contract with Michigan or somewhere else. So, uh, yeah. I, that's not true. There's no
0: campaign for Harbaugh. Look, I said I said on the show I do in the morning, I was like, look, you, do, you need a top-shelf hire, someone that understands offense. People yes. people conflate him running the football a lot and not throwing the football down the field to, well, if he comes here, he's behind, there's no offense. Dude, he's a guy that was pretty much the pioneer for RPOs. Yes. Do you remember that game with the Bears and the 49ers? Do you remember that game with Colin Kaepernick? I had do. The Bears on roller skates. He was kicking our ass. Yes. Because of the RPOs. is a run. is a pass. is an option. And the Bears defense had no idea what was going on. Harbaugh was coaching that team. So the the idea that well his offense is pedestrian in Michigan, so it's going to look like that with the Bears. Well, I mean, it could if you don't have the right personnel. There's no campaign for Jim Harbaugh. There's
1: no campaign. The campaign it, it, is, is the campaign. It feels is, like it, but from yeah. who? No, for not who? not from it feels like whenever I listen to sports radio or I'm listening to, I'm watching some podcasts over the past couple of weeks, there's been, you know, it feels like there's been a groundswell of support heading Harbaugh's way to, you know, whenever he even floats just fired, like this is the guy to replace him. Like I hear, I hear this. What I hear a lot is you need, need an experienced head coach or whatever else. But the reality is, right now, when it comes to NFL hires, most of them are young guys. Most are young coaches. There are not many retreads that are are being hired as as a coach. So you're having a lot of young guys being hired. Now, the thing is, you want to hit on the, on those young guys, but I don't see a lot of retreads. And I'm, I i do not know if bringing in a guy like Harbaugh and giving him he could he's going to want roster. You know he's going to want final stay on roster. So sure. does, does Ryan Poles capitulate to Harbaugh? You know after you just got this job, so you get your, you get your balls cut off within your first three years on the job for for a guy who's been out of the NFL for for a decade. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. Well, I'm not sure I'm okay with that
0: because oh, he's going to go back to the NFL because the long arm yes. of the law is coming after me. Yes. this yes. is a problem. I mean, it's a, yes. it's a major problem. And so, just like Pete Carroll or just like any other college coach is in trouble, they're going to flee. They're yes. out. They're out of here. They will find a coordinator's job. They'll find a head coaching job, but they're going to get out. Michigan's in trouble. They're in trouble internally. Harbaugh is wanted out for the last couple of years, which is crazy, right? Here's a guy here that loves both Shem Beckler and loves Michigan and the Michigan man, the Michigan way. And yet, they still can't get over the hump because, I don't know, teams in the SEC are just better. And it, I mean, Big Ten is for the regular season, but when it comes to nut cutting time, the Big Ten lacks. They don't have the athletes like that we do in the South, like like my Georgia team, or like Alabama, or like we saw from Clemson for their run in the ACC. They just don't have the talent. But he had his is, shot
1: last year, though Hood. Like he had his shot against a beatable TCU program, yeah. And he pissed down his pants leg. He pissed down. He pissed down his khakis. Like. Yeah, well. like when you right. get that opportunity, you get that opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. So you, you got a chance to get into the dance, to get into the playoff, and you had to beat a beatable, a more than beatable TCU team. Yeah. And you, and you failed. You failed to do it with a far superior quarterback. A far where's superior the, quarterback. because so where's Texas
0: Christian? Where is it on the map? I don't know. Texas Christian, where is it on the map? As far as programs, no, no, I'm talking about on the map, the United States map. Where can you find Christian?
1: Uh, in 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 the deep south. Yes,
0: yes, yes,
1: yes. (laughs) So, so
0: that's why they lost because the athlete is better. Yeah, it sounds crazy, TCU, right? But I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not listening. I'm not anti Big Ten. What I'm saying, because anti, because the Big Ten is a hell of a lot better conference than it used to be, as far as you know, the, the upper echelon, the type of players that they do get, the players they get is not the player from the south side of Chicago or Indianapolis or Ann Arbor. It's, it's, no, they're getting from all over, California, New York. They find the top-notch athletes. But there's a ceiling to the success, Cuzzo.
1: There is a ceiling yeah. there.
0: And, like, when it comes to the, the playoff or the national championship, the Big Ten lacks. And, by the way, you can leave your comments. Uh, it's available right now if you're watching on Facebook or go watch on YouTube, leave your comments, we'll read your comments after, uh, right before our show ends. So any comments on what we're talking about, we're glad to read them and, and respond to them. Uh, but no, that's the whole thing. Like, if, if not Jim Harbaugh, who, who should be the head coach? And there's a lot of young assistants that's out yes. there. Yes. But haven't we seen that before,
1: though? That's the thing. So, so. So I think the last offensive-minded coach we got was obviously Nagy. But Nagy had never called plays. So if you're asking me, do I want a young coach? Preferably, yes. But my preference is also to have one who has called plays before and has some history of success calling plays. I don't want to bring in some guy who, you know, who's been a quarterback coach, who, you know, called plays part time at some. Low-level college, you know, like like Getzy. Like, I, I want someone who has had success, especially if you're drafting a quarterback. I don't want you to bring in some coach who, who who's it's his first time around doing everything, calling plays. He doesn't know offense. He's trying to build the build the team out. I don't want that. Like, so if if that's the option, some guy who's never done it before or Harbaugh, give me Harbaugh every day of the week. You know, because I want someone who's at least called plays before because what is your system? What does it look like? And if you don't have that, then, then yeah, there's no use because we've seen that with Nagy already. We've seen Nagy pretend to be, you know, uh, Andy Reid. There's only one Andy Reid. You know, we know you were not calling those plays there. You may have designed a couple of them, but you didn't call them. You know, like the flow of games. So... Being able to understand the flow of games and understand like shit, like if it's working, do it again. It worked. Do it again until they until they stop it. If they can't stop it, keep doing it. You know, we would have a guy like Nagy be like, oh, well, yeah, we, we I didn't I didn't come here to run the I formation, but the I formation worked. Uh, <laughs> well, they were gonna they were gonna eventually figure it out. Well, when they figured out, then stop doing it. Then,
0: you know, so, what's funny, but. You know what's funny about the I formation. His
1: first play as a uh, play
0: caller was the I formation. It was yes. a T formation. Actually, it was a T formation. Yes. T formation, yeah. Yes, uh, which is which is amazing because he did. He was pandering to us, the Bear fans, always. Oh, yeah. that's
1: all he did. That's yeah. the, he 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 was great at pandering. He was great at nothing else. So I don't want a guy like that coming in who's never done anything before. Give me a give me someone who has been around for a little bit who's called plays and let him come in the room to help you pick the quarterback i don't want to coach you you pick the quarterback for him no it has to fit his system it has to fit his vision for the future and if and if we can't do that right this time like mm-hmm. if somehow some way even flu's last another year and he gets fired after we draft another quarterback it's the same shit over that we've done for the, the past few cycles yeah. we draft the quarterback Fire the coach the next year, bring in a new GM, get rid of the, the quarterback, you know, uh draft, draft, I mean, hire another coach, fire, draft another quarterback, fire that coach, bring a new coach. No, bring the quarterback and the coaching at the same time, leave the GM in place, and then build the team out from polls and his actual coach hire, because I don't believe he hired Iber Floods. I believe he was it was a shotgun. Shotgun marriage. Like, you have to pick a call. Caldwell. He flipped the coin and said, okay, who's come. Let's go. So let him hire his coach and let whoever the coach is draft the quarterback along with Along with polls. I think you'll have more success that way as opposed to the way we've done it the past couple of cycles.
0: Because uh, I have something that's going to blow your mind. You ready for this? I'm ready. Fresh take, not even on the radio, just on our podcast. You ready? Yes. So did you see recently that Roger Goodell – got re-upped as a commissioner through 2027. You see this? I did not. I did not. So he's been re-upped until, I think he's going to retire after 2027. There'll be a new commissioner. Can I just put this out here in the ether? The Bears need to win this championship in the next four years under the heading of Kevin Warren because Kevin Warren is going to vie for that commissioner's chair. I'm not saying he's going to be the commissioner of the NFL. What I'm saying is, is that while he's helping the bears get a new stadium while he's trying to change the the tune and and the way things are at soldier field and at house hall i would like for the bears to win a championship with him as the head man with ryan poles the general manager whoever they want to get as head coach and whoever the quarterback is because i have a feeling that kevin warren could be a finalist for that commissioner chair he's been he's been around the league for a long time older gentleman Good guy to meet. I met him uh, not too long ago, right before the season, uh, and he's about business. This is not just bullshit you had with Ted Phillips in the past, okay? Yeah, he's, he meet, when he he commands the room, I always feel like this when I go into a room. Wiley, as you well know, I'm the ther- I'm the thermostat. I change the temperature when I walk in, right? I'm the thermostat, and that's what he is too. He walks in, it's like, oh, yes, Mister Warren, how are you, sir, <laughs> Mister Warren. Hey, How are you? Uh, Like, that's that's who he is when he walk in. You know, and you could tell that he has been working out. He's got probably got weights in his office. Like, he's that dude, right? So he's about business. So what I'm saying is to you is that before he gets this commissioner job, which very well he should be a finalist for, let's win a championship for the brother. Yes,
1: let's let's, let's, just do that. Can we do that? Hopefully, I mean, hope. I mean, that I would love to see. A championship, and I would love to see the Bears with a great quarterback yeah. in my lifetime.
0: And Jim Harbaugh
1: will lead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he will get a job in the NFL. If it's not going to be the Bears, it's going to be some play. I'm just telling you, like, Cap- you gotta, Captain Comeback. The NCAA is coming down hard on Michigan. There's a lot of allegations that have been out there even today. So that should be interesting to watch. So uh, uh San Diego, San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, the Rams. I'm sorry, it's going to be the Chargers taking on the Bears coming up on Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun to see. I look forward to seeing what Bajan does. Now, again, it's a strong front uh, for the Chargers. What is Bajan going to do about it? Because here's the medal of a quarterback, as you well know, the adversity.
1: Yes. What do you,
0: if there's adversity, what does Bajan do? Is he still going to be cool with that little scully in that little white t-shirt looking like a short order cook? Or is he going to be able to actually get the job done? We're going to find out, won't we?
1: It's free money, though. To me, it's free money for him. If he plays well, he probably solidifies himself a spot in in the NFL, you know, for at least the next few years. If he doesn't, no one expected him to play well anyway. So maybe he'll stick around. Like, he has nothing to lose. So when you have nothing to lose, you should play like it.
0: Before we talk about the Bulls, I'm just in my mind's eye thinking about Andrew. And you're trying to – my little cousin Andrew, your son – is trying to really get into sports. Yes. I got to say it, man, off the air. It wasn't on the air, but before that, you asked him. <laughs> you asked him, what's your favorite football team? And he said, New York Jets. Oh. <laughs> he said, the
1: Jets. He did. He did. <laughs> now, and it... listen, he
0: just came up with a name out of his head. He's just, he wants, he wants to walk by a TV and someone's talking about the Jets.
1: But he was not a Jets fan. But it's just funny for him to hear him say that. I gave him the opportunity to clean it up like several times. Yes, and and he stuck with it. He was like, "No, it's 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 the Jets, definitely the Jets." It's like you can't say that. Not in my household, you can't say that. He doesn't even mean that. He doesn't even. No, he, he just says it. He doesn't mean that. He's a Jets fan for real. He he does it, and I, I can say he's slowly but surely coming along as in his Chicago fandom. You know, he is. You know, he's a White Sox fan. He is a White Sox fan. He I likes baseball. That's for sure. He likes baseball. So I haven't gotten him to be a Cubs fan yet. That comes later. But he's he's a White Sox fan through and through. Uh, he, and then he, the Cubs.
0: Uh, yeah. You hey, took him the to Wrigley. Did you not take him the Wrigley Field? Yeah, I've, I've
1: done both. But he still talks about the Sox. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. just be careful on that. Okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> I'm still alive in this family, and over my dead body will he be a Cub fan? All right. Let's not
1: do that. You know, like it's it's part of it's it's in my blood. You have to pick both. Why choose? You know, don't uh, no need to choose. Just pick both.
0: That but even
1: cut, cut even his, even with his Bears fandom, like he is like he's chanting the bear bear down song. Like today we're coming home from school, and he's like, oh, you know, he starts to sing the song. He's butchering it, but he's trying. Sure. Um, But it's like oh, oh that's you know, good. Wipe the tears away like. I may have, I may have created a uh, a sports fan. My oldest, uh, my oldest son Alex, he's into football now solely because of fantasy sports. Um, Outside of fantasy sports, he didn't even care about it. Now he wants to know, he wants to watch the games. He wants to know who did what. But whatever brings you along to becoming a Bears fan, I'm okay with. That's how I look at it. Like whatever, whatever it takes. You know, this this is the family business. Bears fandom is the family business. Everything else comes secondary.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> well, one thing for sure is that uh, my other cousin's got the gambling down because that's a big part of our family. Oh yeah, um, that's better than the stack of lottery tickets he get from the uh, from the liquor store. At least he's not doing oh. that. He's in the fantasy, so that's at least he's got the gambling bug. Like yes. the rest of our family.
1: Oh, he, it's it's in his blood. He can't he can't help that. Gambling. Gambling, well he hasn't gotten to the fighting part yet, but the, the gambling part, you know, he's he's there. He hasn't mixed the gambling with the with the fighting yet, but that comes with the comes with the age. Jesus. I just
0: I love that. I, I love him just telling you just telling you that he's a Jets fan for no reason. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. You,
0: just like oh, yeah, yeah. New, York, New York Jets, you know, I've always been a Jets fan. Remember name? Yeah. Like <laughs> Next thing you know, he's gonna be talking to you like that, and you already throw him out the house. Like, who are you? Yeah. Jesus. You know, Neyman yeah. was really underrated. You know, the whole the whole butt fumble thing. Let me just
1: tell yeah. you,
0: like, all he's like, you go, gotta take him to you. Like, you already have a kid in New York. You gotta take yeah. another
1: one to New York to go to college. That's that's what he's gonna probably be like. Well, I've been to New York, so New York, the Jets. Jets. <laughs> yes. like, nobody says
0: that, by the way. You talk right. about the Bears being bad? That that's a lucky franchise, right there. Yeah, Jets. Like, you don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want to be raised like that. No, you know, next thing he's gonna be like, "Yo, I've always been a longtime Jets and uh, Mets and uh, New Jersey Devils and Brooklyn Nets guy," you know, because if yeah. you're if you're a Jets fan, that's exactly what you got to be the fan of the Nets and everything else and the New Jersey Devils. Over,
1: over my dead body. <laughs>
0: yeah, I uh, watch sports. I want to talk to you about the Bulls. You know, the NBA season starts tomorrow on the twenty fourth. Yes. The Bulls yes. are on the twenty fifth. I just did a podcast, and by the way, um, for those of you that are NBA fans, on the podcast for Under the Hood, just go to Under the Hood Podcast with Jonathan Hood. There's plenty on the NBA that we posted this week as we preview the season. So, Kozo, I talked about the Bulls, and what I said is is that um, there is – where is it? It was Zach Harper from The Athletic, theathletic.com, and he was talking about tears. Different tiers for the the NBA teams, and he had the Bulls in the sixth tier, like one the worst tier. He had okay. them with Houston and Portland and no. San Antonio, no. yeah, because he looked at this team and thought, okay, what did you really do to improve? All right, so here we go. So we know what Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan can do, and Vucevic can do. right Now the additions of Javon Carter and uh, Corey Craig. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Kobe White really played well in the limited time I saw him in preseason. I thought he's going to be the lead guard. So that means Zach's going to play off the ball. And so it's going to be Kobe White as a,
1: as a starter for this team because they have no other choice. Can Zach Levine play off the ball, though? I mean, not only can Zach Levine play off the ball, can DeRozan play off the ball? Because those two guys, you know, they dominate the ball. We're going to find out, won't we? Yeah. All I know is that in the preseason
0: when they were trying this out, I mean, Kobe with a ruthless aggression was getting the ball up the floor fast, right? To get the offense yeah. cooking. I mean, I like that. I mean, I like I like that because when he was first drafted, I remember being at the Advocate Center. I was hosting. That's because uh, let me tell you something. You know, you've, I've earned my stripes when you sit there for seven and a half hours doing draft coverage. I used to do that all the time, like that 6 o'clock and then do both both ends of the draft and then post and then reaction. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. It was fun. 6 to like 1 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning. Like, and he'd be like, ah, is Asha Ball open? Let me go over here and give me a burger real quick. Uh, I yeah. would do that. But the point is, though, is that when Kobe White was drafted, I thought, okay, you know what? He's a two guard, not a point guard and it, i was right about that because shoot first point guard now he's trying to mature into being a lead guard because there's no lonzo ball he's not coming back anytime soon so i'm just looking at javon carter and, and tory craig and what they can do and the bulls to me have a ceiling on them where i like for them to be better than 40 and 42 but i want to see it they lost games that they weren't supposed to lose last year a lot yeah how's that get better this year
1: but it, <clears throat> They sort of did the reverse of what they did the the, the previous year, where they <clears throat> they beat the better teams, they won the games they they probably shouldn't have won, and then lost the games they shouldn't have lost. Where well, the year before they were they got the easy wins, but then they would struggle against the better teams. So I would like to find some balance in that, but I, I'm not sure how much balance you uh you can find in that. So like that's the. I think it comes down not only to the coach. I think the the coach has to – Billy Donovan has to figure out who his alpha is, and you have to establish that alpha from the beginning of the season. Like It can't be a case of where you're trying to appease Levine because he isn't the alpha. Like The team knows it's the Rosen. So establish the Rosen as the alpha. He'll be gone probably next year. So establish the Rosen as the alpha for this season, and then figure out a way to get – Patrick Williams active like that's that's the struggle it's like you got this guy who we thought was like going to be like Kawhi Leonard when he was drafted it's like okay here's a guy who who wants to play defense he came to the league wanting to play defense getting after it on defense so he, the office will, will come will follow that mm-hmm. but he has he still has no heart he has no heart so when I saw the the headline that he was looking for a contract that started with a two and it wasn't 20 million a year. It's like, this guy, this kid is insane. I mean, again, I'm okay with you asking for whatever you wanna ask for. Sure. Like, that's your, that's your right as, as an athlete to ask for whatever you wanna ask for. But at a certain extent, be realistic. You haven't done anything. Like you don't get paid $200 million to stand in the corner. No. Not to stand in the corner, but stand in the corner and, and hope the ball doesn't come to you at all or not grab a rebound. So. Like you don't get you don't get that for averaging about ten points a game and playing a little defense. You you need more than that, and I think the Bulls still. I don't think they're in the bottom tier of the league. I think that's insane. but I still think they lack the superstar talent to be an upper echelon team. So I think you're still at sort of it, the ceiling is probably like fifth seed, you know. And then I still think they're a playoff team. But I, I still think the ceiling is probably like the fifth seed. If all goes well, there'll be a fifth seed. I, I just, that's not good enough.
0: If, if, if and, and let me just tell you, if they get off to a bad start where it's headed down at 40 and 42, where you got to try to fight your way in, you're trying to fight your way in, they're going to trade DeMar DeRozan. I'm calling it right now. They're going to, because I'm just bracing you. Like, if they are underachieving, that's the only trade chip that you can do. You can try to trade Levine. It's just a big contract. But for a guy that's the oldest guy on the team, this is going to be his fifteenth season. Um, they're going to trade uh, DeRozan
1: if this team underachieves. I, th- I think you can book that. I'm curious, Hood. Why, like, why did AK bring back? Why did he run it back? This the same squad. The same squad. that's underachieved, Why what? run it back? Like, like, what is it about Kobe White that you think he's going to the step? You think he's going to take this year? What is it about? Uh, Patrick Williams. What is it about Terry? I don't even think Terry is an NBA player. Like, what is it? What do you have that you think is going to change? It's going to make this team be one of the better teams in the league. I don't see it. So, like,
0: yeah, you know, they're just comfortable. They're just comfortable because they feel lazy. like
1: well, they keep selling
0: the fact that they were 17 and eight down the stretch. I don't give a shit. 17 and eight t- that doesn't pay the rent, 17 and eight. It does not. It does not get you to where you need to be at 17 and eight. It no. just I just I don't, I know that Art Carney keeps putting that out there like that's the like that's the hotness. It's not this. Listen, let's just stop dancing around it. OK, it's what you said. It's Zach Levine is not Um. he's not an alpha and no. not a super superstar in this league. You need at least one or two of those on a roster look up and down the league and you can see difference makers. And I'm not, and this is, by the way, I'm not shitting on Zach Levine because I know that he can be able to shoot you into games and shoot you out of games. I know that at the end of the day, it's going to be 26, 27 points a game. And that's cool. But I could say that Zach is not the reason why the bulls lose Zach. The reason why the bulls lose, because they don't have enough talent around them as far as front facing star talent. I don't need the bulls to have a super team because that doesn't work anymore. I don't say I don't need the, the Bulls to go after Chris Paul because he's with Golden State, but I you, you got to have more than DeRozan and Levine and Busevich to win in the East. You just don't because the two top teams in the East, Kuzo, is uh, Milwaukee and Boston. Yes. It, look at the Bulls and look at Boston. Look at the Bulls and look at the the you know the the Bucks. Look at the Bulls and look at the Heat. One of these things is not like the other. No, and there's a reason. Yes. So I, I just. I like the little pieces they picked up. Something also that's off the radar is that Alex Caruso, has only played 108 games at 162. He's always injured. He's all you know. That's fine that he's on the team, but he's always injured. So that's why they brought in Javon Carter because he can provide perimeter defense and he can knock down threes. Because uh, Alex Caruso can't stay healthy. It's just it's a it's a team. It's not the worst team in the East. They're not. That's where Charlotte is. That not the worst team in the East. They're not Detroit. That's not what the arrow pointing of. It's not that. But it's a team that's just kind of just at yeah. a certain level. That's what they are. Yeah.
1: What the, the kids would call mid.
0: Yes, that's you know? exactly what they are. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I wish they were mid because they would be like where you say you say fifth spot. That would be where Cleveland or the Knicks are.
1: Yeah. I think to them. To them. they're it's going to, to them. they're going to have to tear down to the studs, or they're going to have to get creative. Like the, the time to get creative was probably with like a trade of, well, what Milwaukee did. You had, uh, you had Giannis say, you know, he just floated it out, like, hey, you know what, I, I may not, uh, you know, I, I may not come back. You know, when it's time for me to re up my contract, it's like, oh, you may not come back. What do you need? Oh, you, oh, Dame Lillard. Oh, okay. We'll get you. We'll get you Dame Lillard. We'll get Dame yeah. Lillard for you. We'll get that. That's what you need. You need Dame Lillard. We'll get that for you. Don't worry about it. What you need? Anything else? And I think you need the Bulls take a swing like that. Like I thought. I felt like a couple years ago they should have traded for Westbrook. Yeah. Like, like just shake things up. Get some some guy in with some energy. Something like. I, so Dame, not being in, on a Dane Lillard sleeve, sweet did didn't make any sense to me because what did you have to lose? Like you gave up, you gave up multiple first round picks, you know, before taking a swing at a pedestrian player, you know, hoping that you would, you know, strike gold and you didn't. So why not? Why not do the same thing you did for Vucevic for Dame Lillard, you know, give up give up one as opposed to multiple, like something along those lines. Instead of what they did, was just stand pat. I thought that was—I—I mean, I, I didn't see a team that was good enough to, to run it back. If yeah, if this feels this feels like you know, and I—I'm a huge Reinsdorf fan, probably the only one in Chicago. Um, but it, it feels like what the White Sox did, you know, where it's like, stay tuned. No, like we know how it's just going to turn out. Like th- you're going to be a a lower seed playoff team, at you know, probably at best, um, oh, and you're not going to win anything. You're in basketball hell. So do something to possibly get yourself out of basketball hell. And well, because
0: see- uh, we got a few more. We got some comments to get to because uh, my Chinese food is getting cold, so we got to get to some of these comments before I have to t- have a slumber, have a siesta, and go to sleep. Um, uh, see-through kitchen tonight, by the way. Nice, you know, then 90 on the uh, 95th, yeah, see through kitchen tonight. It's gotta help the community, even though is that really the community? Uh, uh, it's, it's borderline, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really
1: <laughs> you know.
0: My guys at see through kitchen, I said, oh, Let me have a, an orange chicken and a nice soup. Can I get a <laughs> soup, please? And they're always they're always accommodating with the nice soup, so I'm gonna have a nice soup tonight at uh, see through kitchen on uh, in that's in Beverly.
1: In Beverly. You've,
0: you've driven past there i'm sure listen, i know that you've been there because you had to drop off your girl to get her nails done right next door so you had to pay for that so i understand and of course the jj fits right next to it so of course don't worry about it i understand because i understand you 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 spent plenty of time waiting for her to come out of the shop getting, getting her hair done and nails uh blake mouton a uh, blake Moulton says that uh Thank you for making me smile every single morning talking about the Cap and J-Hood morning show that I do on ESPN Chicago. Uh, always take your best sound bites and show um, show the out-of-state homies the realest voice in Chicago media. Keep on keeping on. Thank you very much, Blake. I appreciate it. He says, there's real takes 24-7. Well, let me tell you, like I've never given a take. Never given a take. Nope. I've given you just my opinion My just, you know, but I, I've never given takes. I let the other the younger people in the business give their <laughs> hot takes. I don't do that though. I don't give takes. I, I just give my opinion. I've been in the business so long that I was in the business before takes. That's how old I am, cause oh, before the before the takes, I was just giving an opinions, and I'm still just giving opinions. It, it's my
1: thoughts. It's better that way. It's yeah. better that way. There's some level of uh, consistency. You you know what to expect. You know when you get that without the takes, you get the honest opinions, even if you disagree, you still know, okay, this isn't someone just giving some hot take just to get, you know, a sound bite or get some, you know, get some, some ratings or something. So like that's, you know, consistency is good.
0: I'm just a dude from the South side, just giving (laughs) sports thoughts. That's all I am. Pete tough (laughs) says that uh, he agrees with you need a play caller with prior experience and success. Now, listen, P. Tufts says this now I would agree with Harbaugh is someone that can give you is a, is a play caller with success. I don't think that what he does in Michigan is what you'll see in the NFL. Now here's the one thing I have no problem with the bears run the football, run the football. I got no problem with that. And, and, you know, do some play action down the field and play strong defense. That's been the hallmark of the bears for generations. I had no problem with that, but you know, you know what this usually is, because it's the hot coordinator of the moment. Offensive yeah. versus defensive. Like, Iberflus was not the hot name. That was a transition hire. I said it at the time. He's a transition yep. hire. That's not what he's – he wasn't in here to try to set the world on fire. Cause, no. Because here's the deal. Like, it was if Iberflus was that good, you see, you see his resume and you'd be like, damn, this defense. This defense yeah. is unbelievable. He wasn't – the defense wasn't that good in Indianapolis. He was middle of the pack. It was steady, he, but it wasn't
1: great. He may have been on his way out as a coordinator in Indianapolis. That, I mean, that's how, you know, uh, pedestrian his defense was. It, like, to your point, yeah, it wasn't great at all.
0: Tough says the question is, where do we find this guy? It could be it could be college. It could be pro. All I'm saying yeah. is that this next coach, this next coach has to lead the Bears to a perennial playoff spot or the Super Bowl. Yeah. Enough of this shit. Seriously. I agree. Whoever they hire next, am I pushing you out the door? Yes, because I know he's only yes. gonna be here for a cup of coffee. I understand what he's here for. He's the transition to the next hire. There's no way that this is the answer as head coach. Weak sauce. Yeah. He's not that dude. But the next guy can't be, well, we kind of think he might be good. Hey man, this is not you know, I, I used to say this a lot, Cuzzo, and you know I used to say this a lot. I'm gonna say it again for this podcast. Chicago is not the place for a proving ground. Chicago is not the place where you just come like first year, first time being a coach, first time being a CEO of a team. I'm going to do this now because I'm going to, you can do that in Phoenix, you can do it in Charlotte, you can do it in markets like that. It doesn't care, but you can't do that. here. You can't keep bringing in just like rookies in Chicago and thinking you win a championship. You, you do it differently this time. That's all I'm saying.
1: I agree. I agree. This can't be, this can't be, even with like a John Fox, it can't be like your golden parachute job. It it has to be someone, you know, who is, who is, who is worthy of, uh who is worthy of being a Chicago Bears coach. Like even like a Dave Wanstead, like he at least had Super Bowl experience. Yeah. He had success. So when you hire a guy like that, you know what you, you know what you expect. Lovey Sniff coming from, uh, a super bowl team you know coming over with a, a defense that had given green green bay and Brett Favre fits so you knew what you were hiring you know something along those lines if if it's a new a newer coach give me someone who's proven who's had a, some level of proven success as opposed to someone who you know is a guy next to a guy next to a guy that's not chicago
0: all right here's the question everyone wants to know is rocky going to make the show this week
1: or no? Uh, let's find out
0: right him. now. I threw something out. So something, so something happened there. What happened there?
1: Was he being bad? You don't, you don't even want to know what was just happening. So I'll just uh You should just get off the
0: show and just handle it then. You don't have to just sit there. You know, Come here. It, Come it, here, Rocky. Not...
1: Rocky, right here. Okay. What happened sit, there? Sit, sit, sit. No, sit, sit, sit. Sit, what sit. The... Sit, so sit. what
0: did Rocky do that was wrong?
1: I, it's it's not it's not it's not PG. I can't say it. It's not oh, PG. He took yeah. Shit on the floor? No, no. He was uh he was he was looking sit. to uh make make something his uh his lover. Uh, sit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So sit sit sit, sit
0: sit. 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 And there's, and also there's Andrew on the podcast. Also, and yes. this is the one to do that. You got to teach Andrew to make sure he doesn't do that, that.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my God. I need I need you to turn the camera next time. I think we all need to see that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need education. Hey man, you're doing a Wild Kingdom all the time, man. All the animal shows. Why right, can't we right. See it on, the, on under the hood, why can't we show it?
1: That, that costs extra. Oh. cost extra. Oh, so that's, only, that's only fans. Only fans. Oh,
0: okay, we'll have to add a Patreon to this thing. Oh, then.
1: Only, only fans. Only fans dog version. Only fans. Oh well,
0: Rocky, you ruined it again. You just couldn't be good for an hour, and now oh. look what's happening. Oh, jeez all right well that'll do it for our podcast here today once again always chaos at the end we asked rocky to come in and what did he do he just bites wiley's hand it's also very odd i don't know why you allowed that to happen i mean dude yeah chew toys and everything else no i just bite my arm off it's fine i, just don't, I don't understand that it's very odd i'm going to get a dog in the next couple of years maybe in next year and, um, that dog will not be biting my arm i'll say that right now i'm john the hood damn it. Six. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Rocky. Sit. All right. Well, for a, Six. it's always bad this it. other It's so calm over here. Sit. Where he is, <laughs> man. Rocky. Four cousins only. Yep, this is Jonathan Hood. Rocky. Thanks so much for checking out the Sit. podcast, and don't forget where our merchandise is in the link right now. If you're watching right now. Check out the link. You can See it on the bottom here on YouTube. Link free. uh Hood Radio. That's where you can get the uh, merchandise. We've got T-shirts. Uh, and That T-shirt still it still lasts, even though Rocky's there. He hasn't chewed it. Yes. Up. Good.
1: Yes. We got the tumbler. Absolutely. We
0: got all the other merchandise as well. So check it out, for Rocky. hood. We'll talk Sit. to you next time. Oh, boy, it's ca- chaos over there. Sit, oh, Bobby. my God. It's crazy. <laughs> One under the hood. Oh, there's Perth oh, wide everywhere. Right. <laughs> there's there. Oh, my God. Sit. What the hell Sit. happened Sit. over there? Sit. I want to tell you something, folks. Can I just tell something? When this camera goes Sit. off. This is going to be like James Evans Sit. in Good Time. Riley's going to go off on this dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding together yes. now, folks. Just let me know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some ass is about to be beat. <laughs> watching it out. So, that's everybody, awesome. we got to get out of here. It's too much. Here comes the beer. <laughs>